Welcome back to another rendition of the Symphony Micro Podcast, where we break down one important topic each week. Today's topic is how thoughts create our reality. Matthew, why don't you start us off? Well, this this topic is is interesting for me because it uh, it brings me to want to talk about a book that somebody was telling me to read forever, and I had had the physical physical copy of it for so long, but I'd never actually taken the time to just pick it up and read it. And that book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and I just finished reading it front to back pretty recently. So I wanted to start with a quote from uh, from the book that says, "Our brains become magnetized with the dominating thoughts which we hold in our minds, and by means with which no man is familiar, these magnets attract us to the forces, the people, the circumstances of life, which harmonize with the nature of our dominating thoughts." And so. The book is filled with stuff like that, but it's just this, the concept itself fascinated me of how what we let enter our minds creates our reality in pretty much every single way. And there's a, there's a component that's up to us in that in that picture. Like we have the ability to manipulate that system to make it a winning situation for ourselves. And so that's what the book dives into. But um, just in life in general, I think it's such a it's such a cool thing to be able to take that concept and plug it into your life in ways that are going to boost you forward and wherever you're trying to get to. I love it, man. Thanks for getting us started there. I was just, he jogged my memory on a Marcus Aurelius quote that Chase Jarvis talks about a lot, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Totally. Oh my God. uh, Yeah. Something I've been thinking about recently is this concept of, I guess, you know, like we said, we just have a bunch of bullet points here and we throw them in and um, just kind of go back and forth. But this concept of bandwidth, I think, plays a little bit of a part here because we only have so much mental bandwidth, if you will, if you, if you use the analogy to your internet connection, right? And you can fill that bandwidth with whatever you want. You can have, you know, Netflix fill that bandwidth or um, relationship problems or whatever, or you can try and intentionally focus on not letting certain things that are negative come into that bandwidth. Because like you said, I, I really love what you're getting at in terms of hacking this ability to keep the the mind in a positive place will ultimately impact you positively right right and it's and it's more than just in the immediate moment too because i think that the important thing to talk about here is that your subconscious mind is always on and it's always working and in the way that our brains are made up it basically just reaffirms and and actively seeks out more of what we're feeding it. And so like if you're if you're spending all of your day watching the news and then going on Twitter and following more accounts that are that are just like spreading negativity or marketing or or any of that stuff, all of that all of that like low frequency information just to be information style stuff, like that's actually playing a role on your subconscious mind. Um and it's 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 shifting your reality to actively seek out more of that negativity, more of that kind of trivial information, whatever. And so by knowing that and by being a little bit more intentional, you can actually train your subconscious mind to seek out to seek out positivity by doing certain activities like reading or creating, you know, like a gratitude journal where you're actively forcing your brain to think about positivity or to think about life-giving experiences or to think about, you know, a good friend or a relationship that you're grateful for because it tricks your mind and it forces your subconscious to actively seek out more of that, which is in that quote that I talked about from the book, it talks about how we become magnets 
uh, of the, like for the outside world of whatever thoughts are going on inside of our own head. So whatever internal reality we're kind of like creating for ourselves, we become a magnet of that environment, and that's what we attract to ourselves. We become that magnet for whatever whatever thoughts are dominating our mind. It makes a lot of sense, and you just got me thinking about how you, we all know people that they always talk about a certain thing or they always have like a negative perspective on news or on the world. And yeah. um, I was I was listening to this woman, Sophia Armoruso, on a podcast this morning. And you and I both take slightly different approaches to this topic of how our thoughts create our reality. You do a lot of reading. I do a lot of listening to podcasts. And I think ultimately there are a bunch of different ways that you can do it. But I'd like to hear more about how books specifically help you do that. But she was basically saying, you know, Chase was interviewing her and he asked like um, how basically this wage gap for women impacts her want to help other women like move forward as entrepreneurs and things like that. And she said, look, you can you can show people data about how women are paid less and you can try and like hit them with all these facts or you can tell them stories and you can empower them. And so she's taken this approach of, you know, the data is what it is, but I'm going to go out and just tell my story. I'm going to bring other women onto my podcast that can tell their stories so that we can give women and people the tools to empower them to go move forward. So it's kind of taking a slightly more human approach to motivating yourself, right? Because we look on online at, you know, whatever statistics out there, there's plenty of negative statistics. Often it's hard to find positive statistics. And um, so kind of just understanding how human psychology works and especially storytelling and trying to leverage that. Absolutely. And just thinking about how our, our brain usually, so like what conventional knowledge is, is the concept of taking like abstract things and making them tangible in a very linear style of thinking, because that's how we've been trained to think as humans is to like detect patterns and then create linear cycles that create like an answer for us basically. And that's why, you know, science progressed the way it did. Like we're trying to take these abstract, crazy things that we're in, that are in our reality and create linear ways of explaining them. Um, but so your brain tracks patterns. So that comes back to that, that thought of like, if you say about yourself, oh, I'm like so unlucky or, oh, I always find myself in, in bad relationships or, oh, any of that negative self-talk, like that is what you're going to find. And like, you can create whatever story you want to create for yourself. So like, might as well give your brain the opportunity to think linearly in a positive way. And so that comes back to forming good habits around like having goals and then having things that you can do every single day that are going to keep you focused on those goals and not focused on the other things that are going to create more linear patterns of negativity in your life. And so for the reading, for me, like I just, I know that I, I learned so much from actually reading words on a page and being able to take notes on them or underline or do whatever. I just know that that's a very positive way for me to intake uh, information. And I get to select the topics that I want to read about and learn about. And I think that's super important too, because I'm having a level of control over the over the um, topics and the information that's coming into my internal reality. So because of that, I can manipulate my game in a positive way for myself, and and read books about things that I know are going to advance either my career, my spirituality, my relationships, my creative mind, just by reading a fiction book. Like, there's ways that you can kind of um, collect them in a way that can just advance your your mental state in a lot of different directions. So that's an important one for me. Um, and then I try to find other things throughout my day as well that can kind of bring me back to that 
to that centered position of of realizing how powerful your mindset is and bringing yourself back into that because it's easy to get distracted throughout the day. So I think right. like a positive way to do that is either through meditation, uh, which you and I have talked about pretty extensively, um, and the gratitude thing as well. Like if you're if you're keeping a constant list of things that you're grateful for, it it teaches your mind to look at the world in that way as well. So like if you're if you're taking you know, five minutes every couple of hours throughout your day to think of five or six things that you're grateful for in your world, that you'll start actively seeking other things that you are grateful for in your life. And then, yeah, and then just life, it's it's just a funny thing. Like, it's such a simple equation, but it, it works and it creates more positivity for yourself and, and those around you as well. I love it. You just gave us a couple tangible things that we can do, right? The gratitude journal, reading, um, and then going back to meditation, thinking throughout the day. So you're not just like doing this in the morning and then just putting it on the shelf and then you're done for the day. It's a, it's a constant process. And I really, I like that a lot. One of the things, a tangible thing that I do is talk to people in my life about what I'm thinking about. So rather than just consume the book or the content and then try and hope that it affects me in a positive way, I'll actually, I'm often just see myself as a curator of information, but I'll, you know, recite like I have to you about what I heard from Sophia this morning or mm-hmm. Sophie Amoroso, I can't remember her name. Um, and that kind of solidifies it because then I can hear, okay, where's my mind thinking and did the way that I consume this information and then, I don't, for be- lack of a better word, regurgitate it, is it coming through clearly to another human being? And then maybe they can help me hone that in even more and then actually make it more applicable to whatever I'm doing. So that's another pretty tangible thing that I think a lot of people don't do, especially with their closest friends. We just chat about whatever and maybe the sports or the news or whatever, but actually thinking about this growth mindset and the different elements of it, different topics that we talk about on this yeah, podcast. And, and like intentionally surrounding yourself with people who are going to, who are going to engage and encourage those levels of conversation, because this is the same thing that goes back to how your subconscious mind is always on. And this is, you know, how you are the average of probably the five people that you, you spend the most time with. And so there's pieces of things that are going on in your environment that are constantly weighing on your subconscious. And so the more you are aware of that, the more you want to seek out only positivity and only things that are adding good stuff to your life. And that comes in the form of, of habits and goal setting, but also it comes in the form of friends and, and life partners. Um, and just people that you know are going to foster that good environment of, of progress in, in a bunch of different ways. Um, How do you do that? How do you find people if you, let's say, like, you don't have that many people like that in your life? Like, what, well, what are I ways? Think, I, I think a good way to detect it, at least, is like, because you, you might think that you don't have people like that that are in your life. But then that responsibility ultimately might fall back on on you because they might be in the position of like what you just talked about, where they're like, oh, I read all these books and I intake all this information, but then I just sit with it in my own head and I never even I never bring it up in my conversations with my family or my friends. So maybe you're not even giving people in your life the chance to be that person for you. Um, So I think that's a good way to find out in the first place is to just start actively talking about it more and see who those friends are, those family members are, those life partners are that are going to be with you and be like, hell yeah, like keep going in that direction. Um, and then maybe even throw you a question that makes you think about something in a completely different way. And so, and then once you find that in a person or, or in a habit or in a mindset, like you just want more of it because you realize that, 
it's something that had been missing from your life and, and something that actually brings you energy and brings you a feeling of purpose and a feeling of belonging and connectedness to the world. Like, and that is reflected in all of the things that are, that, are kind of going on in your external reality, but your external reality is going to be better if you're cultivating a good internal reality for yourself. And that comes back to, you know, manipulating the game in your favor by doing the things that you know are good for, for your frame of mind. The most important conversations in our lives are the ones we have with ourselves. That's a, I think David Goggins said that I was listening, re-listening to him talk. I love that dude, man. He is so motivational and intense. He gets me so fired up. I put him in, in my, I'll listen to his podcast and just go run for hours. Yeah. Well, not, not hours, but you know. <laughs> so yeah. um, I've gotten through my bullet points here, but I noticed uh, you talked a little bit before we started recording about visualizing and um, visualizing who you want to be today in the future. So talk to me, go a little deeper on what that process looks like for you. Um, I mean, I think it, it can be, it can be different for different people, but I mean, I think there's there's another quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it right now, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But it's something about along the lines of like, you know, picture the person that you want to be, and then be that person. Like, do the things that that person has to do to be, because nothing just happens, right? So like, and I think this this is another thing that I learned from the book Think and Grow Rich is it's like you can intake all this information, but if you're not doing anything with it, if you're not putting it into a structured plan in a way that's going to get you what you want in a way that's also going to create opportunity for others. Like then there's no, there's no power or value in that, you know, like, so, I mean, for me, like I, I like to think big picture and then I like to work backwards and zoom it all the way out to it's like, okay, who do I want to be in the future? Like, what are my big macro goals. It's like, mainly, I just want to be happy. I want to have created opportunity for myself and my, and others through businesses that I've started. I want to be, you know, financially successful enough to take care of myself and my family for like multi-generations. And then, um, and I still want to, you know, I want to have hobbies. I want to be living in a place that's like a, a place that I can do the things that I like. And then, so, and then I have to zoom that back in to like, okay, well, I have these tangible things that I'm working on. And so if I want this to succeed, what do I have to do? And usually there, that creates another list. And then you zoom a little bit further in and that creates another list of like all the way back to, okay, what do I need to do today? And so, and then that's, that is usually more about your daily practices that you know are creating uh, good momentum and good movement towards those, those larger things that you're working towards. Um, and so just really having that ability to keep a large vision of what really where you're trying to get to in this world without making it like super specific, but then making sure that you can build backwards and zoom in to the different steps and the different lists that are created in that long-term vision and make sure that they're lining up with, with where you're at in your day-to-day -day life. And if you're not, and if it's not matched up, then it's like, then you know the things that you might need to change. Um, yeah. And so we like to take, I like to take that structure and that system to my personal life. And then also in business of just having a big vision and then building backwards all the way to the tangible step that you can do uh, today. Reverse engineering. That's awesome. Yep, exactly. Well, let's wrap this one up, man. This was a really good one, I think, uh, and can't really be understated the importance of how our thoughts impact our reality. Absolutely. 
Thoughts generate energy. Energy creates matter. Matter creates our physical world and our reality. So if you think that thoughts don't have anything to do with what your situation is, I think you are mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> well said, man. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure learning from you this week. And until uh, next time, check out the Symphony of Life Co. website. Um, Symphony is going to be growing and moving every week. We're going to be dropping one of these micropods. So if you do, if you're listening to this and you do want to get involved, hit us with a question on social or through the website and uh, get on that email newsletter because that's going to be the main form of uh, information distribution. Absolutely. Most importantly, be a good person and keep that conversation going and let's just all grow together. Amen. Talk to you soon, man. Yep.